Machine necrophiliac. There you go. It's a new fragrance by Dallas. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we are going to play Pin the Tail on the Ewing. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. What's that? Who's missing? My God, I'm Melanie. And it's the sound of silence. Josh is not here. So Josh is He's not missing. here joining us for tonight. He's off at camp. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just the ladies tonight. Josh is not joining us tonight. He did actually record himself um, responding to a lot of this episode. And um, I was going to cut it in, but it might be weird. And I'm Josh, live from the Southern Cross helicopter of the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. See, isn't that super weird? I have no idea, but we're going to give it a shot. So uh, welcome to the Ewing Barbecue. Okay, I'll do a quick shout out to our Patreon members, Brendan Fillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and yes. Kristen Carlano. Thank you. Thank you. So like I said, we're going to cut Josh's comments in here and there, but if you'd like to listen to all of them, you can head over to patreon.com and listen for free. You don't even have to have a membership, subscribe to us or anything. We'll have that up there, hopefully within the same week for you to check out. So, you know, if Ooh. you feel like you want to hear Josh's take, that's go actually check it. a really good idea. We haven't heard it yet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we haven't heard it yet, so we don't know what he said. I, I actually haven't listened to it yet because I was gone all weekend um, pretending I was 19. Yes. Uh, we had adorable. a big uh, get together at my university where we all got to, all the people from the 90s and the early 2000s got to go like stay in the dorms again. That's the coolest no. thing I've ever heard. And like, I wish like, I could do that. Just like we were just like drinking and hanging out and going to the <laughs> bar, and uh, it was. Fantastic. I hardly slept, so I'm half dead right now. But I, and I also did not listen to anything Josh sent me. So Sorry, Josh. Did, Sorry, everyone. Did you introduce anyone to the Jameson Pickleback Alabama? Okay, so I was going to. I bought, I bought things for shots in my room. I had the Jameson and the Pickleback. I, I had a whole thing of juice yes. and the, um, pickle juice. And then I was also going to do peanut butter jelly shots, which is peanut butter with Yum. grape juice. And so Yum. I asked my husband, cause I was going to buy the alcohol in my college town. So we brought all the money into the town cause it's a small town. Yeah. Um, and he went to get it. I was not, I wasn't getting his text that he was in the parking lot. So he got <laughs> someone to help him carry a bunch of shit in. And she dropped my bottle of Jameson <gasps> oh, no. all no. over the floor and broke it. And the whole, the whole weekend she was like, oh, I'll buy you another bottle. And then she never You're did. Like, it's she okay. was drunk all weekend too. So uh, we just drank the whole bottle of Screwball whiskey and I brought home a jar of pickle juice. So, But that's, wah, then you wah. have it for next time. Yeah, but for next time. Yes. Yes. Nice, nice. Cool. So, what are we drinking? Are so, we drinking? I'm trying to think um, if there's anything else. Yeah, I'm drinking. Oh. Um, I'm drinking strawberry abita, which yum. is from um, Louisiana. It's so good. It's refreshing. I've had that before, actually, mm -hmm. believe it or not. Melanie has the fancy glass. Is yeah. that the one I see? It's That's the oversold brewing glass. It's the oversold brewing glass. The tulip. Thank you, dear. In uh, Helena, Alabama, which is about three minutes from my house. I could walk there, but I'd be too tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot, right? So. Mm -hmm. 
birthday, Kelly Sloan. She is Linda Gray's daughter. We played uh, Kelly, her secretary, celebrates her birthday August 14th. She was born in 1966, so she will be 56. And on August 8th, 2005, that was 17 years ago, Barbara Belgetti's passed away. You can do this part, but let me tell you this. I went, and since you have your ding-ding bell, I was oh, going to get something. Yeah. And so I was going to get one of those, those horn, like the yeah. crayon horns. Yes. And I was so excited tonight to do it whenever I said this aired on. Yeah. My birthday. But I, oh, I, left it in my, I left it in my office. Oh, so I, I might just, you know. We can just find a sound clip of it this time, but I have it. I went into Party City and bought one just so I could go, wow, wow, wow. Oh, my God. Anyway. I was actually, I wrote the date down. I was like, this is something. What is this? What's your birthday? November 27th, 1981. 78. The year it was. Yeah, 81. So I remember your birthday is the day before my mom's. Mm. Which, yeah, I didn't know mm-hmm. that, actually. So, yeah, so today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 8, Episode 85 of the series, The Split. Dun-dun-dun. I thought maybe we could do some business together. What business could we possibly do together? How about pin the tail on the Ewing? It's J.R. Ewing here. So? I'd like to meet with you. Sit down, talk a little. There's nothing to talk about. Are you afraid to meet with me? When I was on top of that building, I didn't even realize where I was. Everything just felt empty. I can't give birth to my own child. I can't adopt. How long do you think she's going to stay with a sexual washout? You are a disgusting man, Ewing. You think I don't realize what kind of cheap trick you're pulling here? Maybe a trick, but it's certainly the truth. It was written and directed by Leonard Katzman and aired November 27th, 1981. My birthday! I love when the show falls on my birthday. Fourth birthday, right? That's the correct math? That yeah, was my fourth birthday. third. I was 78, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what year you were born? 80, 81. Three. Okay, third birthday. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. I don't math very okay. well. So No, no me yeah. either. That's why I was like, oh my <laughs> no, God, I've been wait, wrong what? all these years. Now, Mary, Mary, <laughs> you're... T- 10 years older than me, right? Yeah, I'm 76. I'm a January 76. Bicentennial okay. baby. Yeah, January 76. Okay. All right. So also, um, uh, oh, God, this is actually a little sad. Um, and so the number one billboard hit in the U.S. was physical by Olivia Newton-John. Oh, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, my God. I- Who died yesterday. I started crying last night. I mean, love her. Love her. And I have to tell you. Like Xanadu, I understand Ugh. it's not a great movie, but I still fucking love it. I do it's, too. It's just cult class. Like it's just all awesome. like, like it's just, it, just her. Yeah, yeah. Her, she's wearing in that movie knee high roller skates, <laughs> which I just um, like that is bucket list. Like if I could ever find knee high roller skates, I, I, will I don't think I've them. ever seen them on anyone else. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So cool. She's an OG cool girl. Yeah, I mean, that's really sad. It's like, that's just like a, um, and they put it on the news. I didn't write it down, but that, like the, um, the Facebook or the Twitter thing that John Travolta wrote, wrote to her, it was like, love yes, you forever, something, something, you're John. Oh my God, yeah, I'm a You're Danny, you're John. I'm like, yes, Aww. I just got chill bumps. <laughs> I know. It's like a legend's gone. Unfortunately, yeah, sure. a lot of her um, stuff got overshadowed by other things going on in this country yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, That's true. I mean, yeah. Good, good for that, but still. It was like, Olivia Newton-John, no! And then all of a sudden, it was like, yeah. an influx of her shit. I didn't even hear about it until the afternoon, like the evening news. Really? That's how out of it I was yesterday. Oh, yeah. I found, I, 
My friend texted me. Yeah, I found out pretty soon, like probably within 15 minutes of the of when uh, the AP or whoever picked it up. And then we also lost um, Teresa. Rosanna Oh, Dallas, my God. That's right? so sad, too. And Rosanna Christensen? Rosanna Christensen. Yeah. And you know, that was um, one of the only, that was one of three of the autographs I got at the 30 year, the day I met you, Mary. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Also, that's my TV so guide. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that's really sad. I know. And we were just we talking also, about her. Yeah, we also have an interview. Josh had an interview with her from a few years ago. So I will edit that together and put that on our Patreon as well. So. Check that out. Um, uh, so also this week, the number one film was Time Bandits. Again, I guess this was a really popular film. I've never seen um, it. With Terry, Directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, and John Cleese. Yeah, I've never seen it either. But. Okay, so it's not just me. All right. You said yeah, John no, Cleese? No, no. Okay. And, ah. Yeah. Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, John Cleese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Monty Python. Well, yeah, it's also Terry Gilliam, so it's also, it's the... It's hot as <gasps> fuck here. I'm sorry. Uh, news stories this week. Uh, after 45 years, the files for the Lindbergh, the missing Lindbergh baby were released. Wow. So that happened. Um, a typhoon, typhoon Irma swept the Philippines, and the declaration on the elimination of all forms of intolerance and discrimination based on religion or belief was adopted by the General Assembly as UN Resolution 36-55, and um, the Senate of Spain joined, voted to join NATO. Mm. So... Big news in 81. It's about to be Wall Street and cocaine coming on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Casting notes from this episode, Barbara Stock played Bermuda Chamber of Commerce staffer Heather Wilson. Later played Liz Adams in seasons 12 and 13. This episode dropped to number two in the ratings for the week. And it features a return appearance by Gary and Valine. And editor Fred W. Berger received two award nominations for this episode. Uh, Outstanding film editing for a series and the American Cinema Editor's Eddie Award for Best Edited Episode from a Television Series. God, that is a mouthful. (laughs) Jared Martin loved this episode because of the entire cotton bowl scene with the helicopter ride. And he talks about an interview with its ambitious because of its gutsy logistics. All elements had to be in place, and the chopper had to arrive on time and touch down at the exact right spot. The light had to be constant, no wind, Larry in the right spot, cameras rolling, and in focus. And if either actor came up dry, all the elaborate step-by-step mechanics would have to be repeated. So it was a real testament to the filming crew and everyone for getting that right. But uh, Jared Martin was... Quite fascinated by the uh, entire helicopter ride, and he spent most of his time trying to hold on to his lines. And um, yeah, this also episode also marked the falling out between Jr. and Afton, and she, Audrey Landers, proclaimed that she was the only mistress to ever have dumped Jr. But that was a first. She was the first because there were subsequent mistresses that would follow, and Audrey loves playing that part. That's all of the housekeeping and notes. All right. So then, but on Dallas, we open on South Fork. 
Yeah, I find the opening shot of Southwark to be a little weird. I don't know if anyone noticed that. With the, it just looked like it was a something odd stage set, or a, I just I don't know if it struck anyone else as odd. But with Jr. the Republican and mm. Ray the Voice of Reason, most oh, definitely. Oh my God! Because yeah. even Miss, that was what yeah. struck me. Miss, he said something about what not caring about the economy. Right, he's like, well, it's good for you and oil, yeah. so whatever. And Miss Ellie was like, that's a dreadful thing yeah. to say. I'm like, have you met him? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, is this news to <laughs> have you? Have you met your son? Right. I mean, shit. Yeah, Donna. Because even though they don't name any politics on this show, I feel like Donna seems like a really conservative Democrat. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Republican. Um, so, yeah, she's like, it's good for the economy. Like, the price of gas I going think- down. And- I think I'm like Donna. I'm a cons- I call myself a conservative liberal. If that's possible. It is possible. It's totally possible. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm a liberal liberal. Which is completely fine with me too. I'm kind of yeah, swinging. Well, I swing more that way anyway. I so. deserve the trash bell for that because that was a dreadful thing to say. Oh, it was. It was. So yes. Yeah. And that means we should just I go ahead and drink too. I wish we all had a trash bell. So then, if you like, that's you guys should get trash bells as well. And then you I can have all one in my Christmas in. box okay. upstairs. This is ring it for Santa. Donna and Ellie, of course, leave for the decorators. I assume they're still decorating Pam's uh, Pam's room with this furniture because they need to go out and go shopping. Of course, for that meet meet with the decorator. So then we got to Southern Cross, uh, where uh, this random dude in a suit is like, we should lay off 500 more people. And Clayton's like, nah, dude, we can just wait. Like, we're going to wait it out. We're going to be cool to our people. And, um, yeah. And the guy thinks he's dumb for doing that. But, you know, this is where I feel like this is where uh, this is this is our Clayton right here. You know, he's caring about his people. And this is like yeah. the difference. between. It's really showing the difference between Jr., who's like, I don't give a shit about anyone but me. And, then and even Jock, like, even though they don't make Jock as bad as Jr., you're still seeing right. the two totally different family dynamics, the head of the yeah. household. And, you mm-hmm. know, which makes mm-hmm. things in the future even weirder. But, you know. Clayton's not going to give in to blackmail. Well, we know that much. And and even Swellen's like, like you can't let this happen because of me. And he's like, chill, baby. It'll all work out. That's funny. Well, I'm, para- I'm paraphrasing. Chill, but baby. He's <laughs> he, yeah, he said chill, baby. Chill, baby. He reminds her that not only is he feeling the pinch, but JR is sitting on all that oil. So he's going to be dealing with major financial problems situation as well if he doesn't unload that oil as the price is continuing to drop so we cut to brook tree where pam is actually in therapy she is she is it's kind mm-hmm. of still against her will though right kind she doesn't of. really want to go but they're like advising her to look i think she has to because she's in she's in there and so she yeah. has to go to therapy and and she's trying to get her to talk about you know like why do you have this emptiness inside of you <laughs> And I don't know, it just, the whole, it's more like talking about like Pam just being really depressed. And I feel like, uh, have we tried meds? You know, have, have we, have we tried, like, honestly, have they tried putting her on an antidepressant and anti-anxiety? Just I mean, like, they have back then. Even a quaaludes. Yes. <laughs> just knock her ass out or get her horny or something. I mean, she obviously has childhood trauma, but she also could be like just having a Im- hormonal imbalance or whatever that she just needs a little help what, with. And- what were the options yeah. back then for antidepressants and 
I mean, because I, I know lithium has been around for bipolar no disorder forever, but what yeah. what else was there? That's what I value. Didn't that come out in the eighties? Good coiludes, obviously. Yeah. But that'll just right. knock you right. out. I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know what you do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I would assume there's something. I don't. I guess it, I I didn't assume it was that new of a thing. But maybe it was. Maybe that wasn't available. Hey, if you're listening and you know the answer to this, let us know. Yeah, that's gonna be funny on our Facebook page. Hey, I got the answer to your pop quiz. It's quaaludes. <laughs> it's quaaludes. <laughs> it's volume. And they're like, we gotta listen to this shit. What are they talking about now? <laughs> Pam and her mommy issues. I, I really feel like if she doesn't get well first, yeah. Like if she doesn't get well first, she's going to be of absolutely no use to a child. Like you cannot. Exactly. She's no, you can't pour from an empty cup to her husband, to to anybody. anybody. Exactly. She's, she's going to pass that on. She's going to do the opposite of her mom and become a helicopter Mm -hmm. mom probably. Mm -hmm. Right. And then just be like, Similar issue, or not similar, but also issues. Just figure yeah. your shit out before you have a kid. Yeah, because and I've heard this described like a different way. I always say you can't pour from an empty cup, but one of my friends described right. the same thing recently as like other people and other situations keep filling your cup and filling your cup and filling your cup, and then eventually it just spills over because there's nowhere else for it to go. And I was like, damn, that's mm-hmm. that's a great like twist on that whole cup analogy. It's a, it's a kid's book. It is. It's, it's called being a bucket filler or whatever. That, Cause they, it was a big thing in my kid's I school. I did not know little. that, but that's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, Pam. Cause then we cut to, yeah, Pam. And we cut to Vaughn, uh, just goes to JR's office to just, I think like taunting. I don't know. He's like, are you nervous? Vaughn. JR's like, no, I'm not nervous, but he is. Vaughn's almost got that whole, like, twirly mustache meh, kind of thing. He is a cartoon character. He really yes. is. I think he should be, like, on Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. He kind of does look like Christopher Lloyd, doesn't he? <laughs> Did you guys watch the new Chip and Dale movie? No. Is it a cartoon? It's basically, like, a sequel to Who Framed no Roger way. Rabbit. Uh, I'll watch like, it. Chip and Dale. No, not yeah, Chip the, and Dale, Sarah, yeah. but Chip no, and Dale. No, I meant like Chip, Chip and Dale, Rescue yes. Rangers, them. <laughs> Rescue oh, Rangers. I love them. Oh, my God. You guys just took me back in time. Thank yeah. you. I said, you should watch it. It's totally about them basically being like grown former celebrities from the, from the cartoon, but it's, it's basically in the same world as who framed Roger Rabbit. In fact, like, cause they, they go into it cause there's like live people and there's cartoons and they goes to a club and like MC scat cat from like the Paul Abdul videos there. And, they, and they even, they talk about the dip. Which is from Who Framed oh Roger God. Rabbit, and everything. It's the it's dip. really good. Yeah. And like one, so it's Chip and Dale. One of them had work done, so he's like computer <laughs> animated, and the other one's still like. What 2D. is this on? I'm gonna watch it tonight. So good. It's a movie. I, I'm not. I, maybe Disney. Plus? I'm sure I'm not I have sure. it. I have you everything else. Fuck. Okay. By the way, Hillside Strangler documentary. Did you watch it alone? I did, and it was nighttime <sighs> on my porch, and I was scared. But I already knew all that stuff, but it had more stuff. So then I watched the new John Wayne Gacy one, and it had a lot more stuff, too. It was that one on Hulu, too? No, no that's on Netflix. It's a new one. They have, like, a lot of them. This one is, this one is a new one, and it pops up on there, like like a new. I heard Netflix is um, going to start offering an option with ads, and it might be a little cheaper. So 
The Sandman is so good. It is one of my favorite pieces of media yeah. that I've loved for 30 years, and they just have a show. See, I heard, and I ooh. just watched two episodes last night, and it's What is that on, Netflix? Oh, shit. Netflix. I got to shit down. I'm sorry. Go ahead. so good. It's Neil Gaiman. He did Good Omens. Also, another one, Amazon Prime, they changed – you remember the IMDb TV? They changed it to Freevee. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've they've yeah. got Dallas, of course, and they've got Bones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all kinds. I love of stuff. Bones. I love Bones. That sounds horrible. The only I problem, love Bones. The only problem <laughs> is there's commercials. Yeah. Like, I, if I could pay two bucks a month to get rid of those commercials, I would. Which True. is why I actually bought Dallas on Vudu streaming, That's so I could awesome. just watch yeah. them on there. That's awesome. Because you know what I noticed about our so. DVDs? Uh, not, and this is big for me, not all of our DVDs have subtitles on them in English. And I love subtitles right. because sometimes, you know, I like to sit there and eat shit. And <laughs> oh my God, you're like my daughter. I turn on my Netflix and it has it because you, you go in there and change it on the account. So when then yep. I turn it on here, I'm like, what the fuck? Who's been, who's deaf? And she's like, me. I did it. <laughs> well, also, yeah, I, it, it's partially it's partially that because it's happening. Like it is a genetic thing. I'm going to lose my hearing. I already know. <laughs> but yeah, it's also because I just, I don't know. It's easier for me to read and follow along sometimes. The only thing that like pisses me off is uh-huh. when it doesn't keep up with the dialogue. Like it's either ahead or behind it. Oh, right. It oh, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Let's get back on track. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so then we cut to Ray. He comes home to find out that Donna's book is going to be published. Uh, and that uh, the guy who comes to tell her that is like, she's a phenomenal writer. She's just like, and it's just kind of like, Donna's good at everything she tries. And Ray's just like, okay. And um, um, I feel like he's trying to be happy for her, but he's jealous maybe or something. He is. And um, he's, he also said she has great political insight. She's a great writer with great political insight. Ooh. And um, at that same moment, the architect calls. It's like, hey, there's problems with the thing, and I need to talk to you about <laughs> it. problems with the thing. So, mm, the thing. The, uh, the whatever it is. The the deal. With bi- building the – building his thing. His <laughs> whatever. You're like, that thing. I'm still tired. Words That's are okay. hard. Yeah. And then we cut to Bobby is meeting Jeff Faraday again, and they exchange uh, money for the canceled checks that Kristen got from the the mysterious trust fund. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and Bobby's asking all these questions like, "Where did it come from?" Jeff's like, "I don't know." Like she was asking money. I didn't ask questions, you know. There's that. And then we cut to the Starlight Lounge, where Afton is wearing the same dress as last episode with the, like, one. The one that you like um, so much? Arm. I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, the one I liked. So they haven't given her a good yeah. budget yet. Uh, Did she sing the same song, too? She's supposed to be. I mean, she's supposed to not have much money. So I'm guessing this is, like, her one really nice dress that yeah. she has bought. Or someone bought for her, maybe. And then JR comes, and he's all like, hey, I want you to go on a trip to the Bahamas with Von mm. Leland. And she's like, ugh, that guy's Ew. gross. I'm not going. Dick. And he's and then he's he pulls out all the things like yes you are like or do you want your recording contract and she's like there I know that there's no recording contract so I I'm out I'm not doing this and Jerrica he starts threatening her and like being physical like grabbing her arm and then uh, Mitch comes up and then just punches him in the face <laughs> go Mitch. Good job. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's not trash, yes. though. But yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. And then, but this is trash. He says, uh, there's a million tramps. I just have to go find myself a new one. Um, and then she's just like, I'm really sorry this happened much, but I'm really happy you were here. Like, it's great to have a big brother. And he's like, are you kidding? Like, I've been wanting to punch him in the face for literal years at this point. (laughs) So, um, and then we cut to Ewing Oil, um, where now we have met, now there's a rando girl named Heather who's going to go to the Bahamas with uh, Von Leland. Vaughn is like, cool, yeah, this is, she's really pretty. I really love all this attention. But uh, FYI, this isn't going to affect, like, you owing me money in 10 days. So, <laughs> bye. So stupid. Then Cattleman's Club. Cut to the Cattleman's Club where Ray meets O'Neill, the architect. And he tells them there's a high water table. <laughs> And um, I have to mention that this guy has the exact same accent as W. George W. Uh, Bush. <laughs> same accent. Well, yep. I find it interesting, first of all. He's supposed to be from Texas. <laughs> it makes sense. And I also find it interesting that, uh, did Ray, did you not have this land like surveyed or perked before you started building on it? Well... He didn't. That's the whole point. He he. he did not. The guy's like he's like gently like hey. Uh, usually people have a survey beforehand before there's any money, just so this doesn't happen. So he's just cutting like, corners, I guess. Yeah. I think he just didn't think of it because he doesn't have enough experience. He didn't know because he's doing it for the first time by himself. Aww. So he didn't realize he had to do that. So he just didn't know, and he fucked up. And now it's going to be really expensive to do a lot more. I, w- I did not understand the things they said had to be done, but it's basically a lot more money. And Ray doesn't have the money, and so he doesn't know what to do. He's just like, I don't, hold off, because he's like, are you out? And he's like, I, I don't know. Can we just, like, take a minute, and I'll try to figure it out. And um, so, yeah, Ray's feeling dumb. Poor and he's going to try to figured out and then we have another we cut to another scene that i didn't catch what was happening bobby was trying to get it was a hold like of a someone. filler scene did anyone catch uh he he was trying to get yeah. a hold of somebody in california about uh some of the paperwork that uh jeff faraday gave him oh, in what i wrote down i just noticed it was the most cliche cl- cliche 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 that's a new word cl- 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 <laughs> there goes sarah with her cajun scat again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even help it. It just, it just comes out. I cannot even help it. I, no, like, I oh, know this God. damn word is cliche, it. and I just I said it wrong. Did you just say clitoris? <laughs> you did, didn't you? That would have uh, been better. That would have been better. <laughs> anyway. Bobby's calling about the clitoris. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> He's like, wait, how, how do you find that again? <laughs> All right. Look, look, y'all. Know. Pam might be coming back soon. <laughs> it was the whole damn plot of a movie from South Park. <laughs> About a clitoris? Oh, right. Yeah. I just like to say the word. <laughs> you know, oh, goodness. I, the, the meeting where he met Faraday was supposed to be, I wrote the most cliche meeting ever. And I can't remember what I said. Just a, a minute ago, but that was not it. But you meant cliche. I meant cliche. Cliche. Is that what I said? She, cl- she said, she. oh, she was doing the after. And you're doing click, 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 click,
<laughs> Sacre bleu. It sounds Sacre like, bleu. Um, like a, a brand of clothes from the 80s. Like, now is cliché. Cliché. Oh God, my stomach hurts. We cut to uh, Lucy. She's driving in a South Fork as Miss Ellie's riding her bike God. back from getting the mail. And um, there's a big old envelope from Jock. So then we cut to pre-dinner drinks where um, then Miss Ellie reads the letter from Jock. And um, the crux is that in his absence, because he doesn't know how long he's going to be there, you know, the phone's bad. So, you know, he's worried about the company, how the company's being run, because basically he doesn't trust JR on his own with him not being there to oversee it. And he didn't really trust Bobby either. So he's dividing the... um, the share he had 100% of the Ewing mm-hmm. oil voting shares and now he's dividing them <clears throat> this way so miss ellie gets out of 100 miss ellie gets 30 jr gets 20 gary gets 10 which kind is kind of a slap like, in the face what the fuck um uh bobby gets 20 ray gets 10 and john ross gets 10 you know who doesn't get zero it's fucking lucy I would have given Lucy some before I gave it to a baby. To the baby, yeah. yeah like, to John Ross. I, I'm like, like what? Like, like they should have split that five percent John Ross, five percent Lucy. What the fuck, John? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Drink. Fucking goddamn bullshit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm so mad. And then Jr. is kind of like, <laughs> great, thanks, Daddy, and gives him a little toast. Jr. says, "Well, here's to Daddy and doing what's best for you and Will." And um, the next scene, Donna and Ellie discussed how um, this whole thing with the voting shares puts a lot of pressure on Ellie because she has the most, which is, like, surprising. She's like, I've always tried to, like, stay away from the business she and tried not to have an though. opinion. But now, but now she should have, yeah. But now I do. Um, and, that, but, and she's also worried that now there's going to be a lot of competition in the family, which, like, yeah, duh. But that's, like, setting up the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, and uh, Donna says that Ray kind of, like, he's honored that Jock included him, but also he kind of wants to be left out of that drama. And then Miss Ellie's worried about how Gary's going to react because he does not deal well with pressure, and so she's afraid to tell him. Oh, my God. How he's going to react? Oh, who? Ca- he's not even there. Just, ugh. Just take it. Just take his shares. Don't tell him. Right. Just don't tell him at yeah, all. Right. Be like, oh yeah, he like, totally, totally voted right, this yeah. way. Yeah. Um. So then the next scene, Jr. is making sure the books are looking okay. He has the accountant come in, and he's just like, because because then that at the dinner the night before they're like, oh yeah, because they're explaining like what this could mean. Like anybody can, if there's enough people think the president isn't doing a good job, like we could band together and kick him out. But he's like, or you know, we could. Add, any point demand to look at the accounting books and Jared's just like, yeah, he's like so the next day he gets the accountant in and looks at them and then he's like so you do a great job have you taken vacation <laughs> he's like yeah in a couple weeks he's like how about you start that monday i want to give you extra weeks off so you can you just leave it out oh and leave the books with me okay <laughs> he's yeah, such an cool. asshole right. like not suspect at all not at all questionable as fuck mm. Oh, another questionable ass motherfucker like Henry Ford. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah. I remember that whole rant I went into. Questionable ass motherfucker. Well, Henry Ford. Well, yeah. yes. He is a very questionable ass motherfucker. <laughs> there's a and there's so many things in Detroit named after Henry Ford too, and it's like, oh, you guys, gross, terrible, terrible, not, yeah. Tur- terrible. terrible. Though the mu- the museum is actually pretty cool, but mm, we should just give it a different name. So yeah, and not to landing, uh, Gary finds out what happened because his mom calls him, and then okay. Can we talk about the dress Val's wearing? Did you guys notice anything uh, weird about it? She looks like she's in West Virginia and not in California. Yeah, there's that. But she it, does okay, have the whole so time. So I guess we could we couldn't see the whole dress. All we could see was that it's like white with like flowers on it. But then there's something like a, I'm guessing it was a red print right like here. But it just looked to me like she got her period, but in the front. I have to get back and look now because I didn't even notice that. And I'm surprised That's what it I didn't. Like. It looked like. Oh my god! It looked like a period leak to me because it was just like. A, I'm sure it was like a design, but you couldn't see. I just well, saw like right. She here. didn't lean into something like, on right the countertop, on, yeah, did she? On her crotch oh area. Maybe you need to go back and know. watch that. Yeah, Crush I'm gonna get likes. that when we hang up. I'm gonna get back and look. <laughs> John Van Ark, did sure. somebody not tell you what the fuck? I, that is terrible. Right. Terrible that nobody told you. No, listen. What? Right. They probably noticed it after the fact because the editors didn't care because she's just a girl that has an episode every once in a while. Ugh. Right? I know. Awful. And she doesn't think that um, Gary should go to Dallas because, you know, he is unpredictable when he's around his family. Very much so. But I think he decides to go. Um, And then we cut to Afton going to visit Cliff in his new fancy office. She she proposes to fuck over JR with her. (laughs) What do you know? That makes me laugh. Ha, 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 ha. I know. Finally. <laughs> open your eyes after, finally. And he's, like, suspicious, but he's also, like, suspicious. listening. He's like, mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Then uh, we cut to Bobby and Pam walking hand to hand <laughs> on the grounds of Brook Tree. How um, romantic. And then she... <laughs> how, how romantic. Give me your head, you crazy lunatic. <laughs> Walking in the grounds of the mental Go hospital. Go touch some grass. Literally. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, literally. Let's take off our shoes and feel the earth. <laughs> yes. Jesus. And she's all like, I realize I never really knew myself very well. And it's like, well, okay. Well, good you are now. Maybe therapy started to work. who she is. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's a good thing to do when you're in your 30s now. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. It's never too nope. late. Um, it is um, if you're a lunatic. And then she's. <laughs> Sorry. I was hey, kidding. I'm going to take you out. myself in my 30s. I was about to say that I'd be canceled out. <laughs> we're, yeah, you're canceled, Sarah. Goodbye. I know. Yeah, we're canceling you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She wants to come home, and Bobby's like, "Slow down a little bit." There. So has it said? Happy, <laughs> like has it said how go. long she's been there? Like as of this episode, I was trying to figure it out, but you can't tell. No, you don't I, know. You can't really tell, but I feel like it's been yeah. a couple of weeks. You know, at least a few weeks. She's been there a That's while. Why she wants to come home. I know, and she always talks about like, well, when I was on the roof, I didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> oh, she but remembers. I'm, I'm fine now, and it's like, I don't no, think if you that's can say like, that, you're not you fine right it, now. It, like, the fact that you remember that you were on the roof, yeah. Wow. First of all, boom. Right. Right. Yeah. Was it like an outer right. body experience? What was happening? I mean, she said that so casually. When I was on the roof. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not. Right. Math's right. not mathing. Um, 
so then she starts asking about the adoption agencies <laughs> and 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 I okay like I feel wasn't she really against yes. adopting like yeah. last year if she had been about it last year they couldn't have a kid by now like legit right. have a kid she uh this is terrible but she kind of she, she broke her own heart yeah yeah she really did she did break her own heart because I mean, the weight. Yep. What's what would the weight be now? Nothing. Like you said, nothing. They would be. They would have probably have a child, and because they're Ewings, they definitely have a child by now. Right. They would have. Ha- yeah. They would have got put on. They said it's like an eighteen month to to year wait list, which they're Ewing, so I'm sure I'm sure they would have been considered a little bit quicker than mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, they would totally have a kid or almost have a kid by this point, if they had just added their name to the list. You know. But I no, wonder. I wonder if that is one of the things that Bobby should have done without Pam. Well, could he? Uh, oh, that's you know? right. Well, well yeah. I mean, Sue Ellen. <clears throat> because Sue Ellen might... tried to adopt a kid without Jr. She did, and they wouldn't let her. That's why she had an oh, illegal. She was damn, trying that's to right. like, that was black market baby kid. or something. Wasn't it? No, that was this uh, thing. No, black. Yeah, black. No, no, it no, was, no, that okay. was black that's, market baby. That's yeah. right. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Natalia Balsam. I'm wondering though because it's Bobby Ewing and he's the uh, mis- misogynistic uh, because he's mm-hmm. the man. Right. If they would have made an exception, right? Especially back then, but probably not. I don't yeah. know. Ugh, I right. know. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. But then they start thinking about baby names. And they're like, what about Poppy James or Pamela Jean or Rebecca? Oh, okay. Which just is a little, I mean, no spoilers, but that is very funny thinking about mm-hmm. the new series. Mm-hmm. Not very coincidental. Considering, mm-hmm. considering the kid they actually do have. and Right. Anyway. Um, and then we cut to Ray goes to the bank to see if he can borrow $3 million. <laughs> sure, Ray. Um, and they're mean, uh, I love the little computer they have just sitting there. And he literally just reaches his hand over and presses three buttons, goes boop, boop, boop. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. You totally yeah, can because look at all the col- the collateral you have in the bank. And then um, he's like, this, these are people who didn't know how computers worked. You really? can tell. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I want to do it without Donna, though. I want to do my own cash. And he's like, oh, well, hmm. That cash is Donna's. I'll, the loan committee um, meets like tomorrow. So I'll have to get back to you. So I mean, he should just told her, should just talk to her, but he should have just told her and then been like, Hey, what, what, what should we do now? Person who seems to be good at everything they do. What, what, what would you recommend? Yeah. Do you have any ideas? Like, yeah. Yeah. Male ego. Cause isn't this, they're supposed to be in it together. I thought you said male ego. I thought you did too. Like, I was like, okay. oh. <laughs> yes, my they ego. were supposed to be in this one together. I think this, yeah, they were supposed to. This was their deal together, yeah. right? So why the fuck, Ray? Jesus, stop! Just stop all of it. <sighs> anyway, so then we cut to Cliff and Afton at lunch because she wanted to leave the office because she didn't buy that it wasn't being bugged or something. Um. So, actually, I don't even think she thought of that. I think she just wanted to go to lunch with him. And then he's like, oh, do you think it's being bugged? And she's like, what? Uh, well, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so then they go to lunch. So she gives him the lowdown on the Von Leyland situation. She's like, straight up. That he, like, he wanted me to get with this guy. He's gross. I thought that I could 
go all the way and then I do Ugh. anything, but it turns out that I can't. And then she gets like really honest with Cliff. Like she's like, I need things in this world. I thought JR could give them to me. Um, and I, yeah, I thought I would do anything to get those, but it turns out I have standards. <laughs> So I'm not going to do that. And I know it's, it kind of goes on and gets worse as the season, I mean, as the series goes on. But, like, Cliff starts to not fall for tricks anymore. Well, not all of them. He's suspicious. Like, if she came to me and said all that, I'd be like, he sent you here. And you would think that Cliff would automatically right. think it was all a big plan. But he doesn't act like that. Yeah, and mostly you know? since, since the last time. Like, that's, that's what, what happened. <laughs> but, so why would you just, like, automatically yeah, trust I her? I don't, I don't know. Mm. Uh, there's no. something about her. Um, <laughs> I guess it's like they have it's a connection. A book book a <laughs> yeah, and then they have a a toast. Did you snort? To, yeah, I did. To good. I didn't mean to. <laughs> That's great. To good endings and bad be, and bad beginnings. To good endings and bad beginnings. What about bad sort endings of, and good like beginnings? That. I don't know. I, I like that, that one better. I like yours yeah, better because like, they because they had a bad beginning. Um. So then, oh my God! So we're cutting to Dusty, who's having a Sunset Boulevard moment again while he's watching his old rodeo, <laughs> watching those horses, old rodeoing movies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and Swellen's just standing there behind him, watching them. It's yeah. so weird. And then uh, Jr. calls and wants to meet with Dusty. And then just Dusty's like, "Hell no, I'm not meeting with you." And then he's like, "We we need to meet." And they're like, he's like, all right, we'll do it. And it, it just, to me, sounds like they're going to have a duel or something. A duel? Yeah. <laughs> a a duel, outside, yeah. fucker. That's Get what your like. and meet me out front. Yeah. And Sue Ellen's like, yeah. it's like, it's like Sue Ellen knew. She was like, uh, who was that? And Dusty's like, somebody to have unfinished business with. Which should make it pretty obvious who the fuck I know. was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then Donna... Gets the mail the next day and gets a $50 check from, from her book. And um, Ray's just mopey. He's Mr. Mopey Mope. Mm. Because he just womp, fucked womp. up and he won't tell his wife. And she's got $50,000. Like, ask her for the money. He's too proud. That's what I'm Drink the stupid men. Drink the stupid men. So, Do I have to? Let's drink stupid men. To stupid men. Yes. Mm-hmm. To stupid men. Oh, we cut to Bobby, and he has decided not to run for re-election, which is kind of good because I feel like nobody cares about you being um, a politician, Bobby. <laughs> I wish a lot of people would come to that realization and not run al- run again. <laughs> oh, my God, right? Yeah. So many people, for the love of God. Right? <sighs> And then uh, Afton invites Vaughn to a meeting, and then surprise guest, Cliff, da, da, da. Da, da, da. he just pops out. <laughs> and Vaughn gets kind of mad, and then they're like, but we want to all fuck over JR together. And then he's just like, well, hmm, maybe that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, that was so funny. He's like, he's like, you don't know me, but I know you, and maybe you've heard of me. <laughs> they want to try to get him. Maybe, right? And he's like, useful to their plan. They need someone with a twirly mustache to fulfill their trio. <laughs> so the next scene is just, it's a bit, it's a little too extra for me. They meet at the Cotton Bowl, which I don't know. I'm guessing that's where the big football team ends. 
It's a big, it's a big football game. Sports ball. Yep. Play. This, I don't, I don't, I'm assuming. This is. Um, so that's where Jer and yeah, Dusty Mary, meet. This is a duel. They are showing up in their respective like helicopters yeah. on this field, basically being yeah. like, whose dick yeah. is bigger? Yeah. yeah. Big dick like, energy. That is what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, that is what they are doing. JR's like, I'm renting I'm renting out the cotton bowl so we can have a duel. Like we're gonna meet there. And then Dusty's like, Well yeah, well, I'm gonna fly my helicopter the fuck into it. And JR's just like, Oh, oh you oh you're bringing your helicopter then? And Dusty's like, Fuck yeah. And Dusty does not have his cane. He does not he just kinda like hangs on to his leg as he like saunters out onto the field. <laughs> Better and my dick's getting harder. I feel like a helicopter can't be good for it. (laughs) Shit. Mm -mm. Seems like that would be a no-go. They would not let you land on that. If they did, you are going to be a rich motherfucker, so you can throw money at them to come out and resaw the whole field. Especially in the South. Absolutely. (laughs) No, ma'am. Which Dusty was probably like, fuck it, fine. I'll pay for it to get Mm -hmm. resodded just so I can fly my helicopter in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> nope. You're done. And there goes their budget for the rest of the season. I, I mean, they, pay, they wear shitty clothes. They were in Dallas, though. They probably no left more them. shoulder pads for you, Sue Ellen. They probably did. <laughs> we had to pay for resetting. God, Mary, that's what happened. That's why <laughs> Afton wore a dress two weeks in a row. Because fuck you, we had to bring the hot. We had to bring the helicopter in, you whore bag. And so then they just start having like a taunt about Sue Ellen and JR is basically like, she's going to like, he calls her like basically a necrophiliac because of her like she increased. No, I, a nymphomaniac, oh. not a necrophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, meant. oh my God. God. A necrophil- <laughs> You're so right. What? <laughs> Let, let her Google it. Let her Google it. Wait, okay, hold on. I know what that. I've heard it before. I know. And I said di- necrophilic, which means she likes to have Wait, sex with dead people. But you guys have to say that nymphomania. I have a nymphomaniac written down. I said. Yes. Okay. I would put that up there, but <laughs> I mean, poor Dusty's maybe that's a kinky thing. I don't know. See, see, it could have worked. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway. Oh my. Yes. So so she has a necrophilia. She's all of a sudden like playing up her sexuality. She's like, a penis she has like necrophilia. Sex drive. Like she was, we were always fucking. I was like, no, you weren't, JR. Like, what are you yeah. talking? What are you talking about? He was like, we were always fucking and we were enjoying it very much. She was always out looking for more. I'm like, the fuck she right. was. She wanted you to come home and right. fuck and her. You and you wouldn't. And like because so, you're an idiot. A complete idiot. Ugh. And yeah. I feel like Dusty knows that. So Dusty must know the entire backstory. Yeah. So he's like, you're just being stupid. He was like, you're disgusting. You're disgusting, whatever. He was like, you're disgusting, man. And then he's whatever. like, oh, yeah, would you like a list of her Swellen's lovers? And he's like, no, I don't need a list. It's like, who's the one that J.R. knows about? Cliff Barnes and him. Yeah, That's it. I think Boom. that is it. Two whole people. Yeah. One night with Ray. He didn't know about Ray. That he we didn't know, know about Ray. He didn't, yeah. know, about he didn't Ray. know about Ray. That's not a list of lovers, Ray. man. <laughs> I know that that happened. I remember it, but that was the very, very beginning. Like, did it really happen, or was it just implied? No, it, like they just made out for a while, and then she was embarrassed the next day. Or did they go? 
fuck. They fucked. And then she I was really like, embarrassed the next day. I feel like day. They, impl- they heavily implied that they fucked. I mean, they could yeah, have just made it. Yeah, because it was out, very but... like, yeah. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. Well, she was also. Everybody's fucked Ray. She was also. What it really bothers me now thinking about it is that Sue Ellen was very, very intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And Ray knew she was vulnerable oh, she was. and he fucked her That's anyway. That's true. Yeah. Right. Back to the late 70s, early 80s and quaaludes. Here we go. <laughs> and they're like, consent? What's consent? She said okay. And then put her head on my shoulder and rolled yeah. her eyes back Just in her like, head. You got any, of course she said yes. You got anything to drink at your place, Ray? Uh, excuse me, Ms. Ewing, you don't need any more to drink. Why don't you go back to bed? Yeah. But let here's me, a glass of water with some quaaludes in it. <laughs> right. That would have been the thing right. to do. Jesus. Ugh. Anyway. And then, okay, and then the low point where he's like, oh, maybe, because he's like, she's staying, she's fine staying at Southern Cross. Like, she's more than happy. And then he's like, oh, well, she's staying because she is getting some. I've seen that dad of yours. Like, ooh, uh, like, that's he's creepy as fuck. I'm reading this quote right now. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, oh, so he's, she's probably getting some from him. And he's just like, and that gets to him for some yeah. reason. Yeah, Which I would have probably said Dusty's Bobby. Like, uh, no, you know yeah. I would have probably. That's weird yeah. to like say, but she's fucking your daddy. Your dad, I know, right? But Jared doesn't care. He's yeah, just, apparently he's just it was fine. a big deal. He's, he's just throwing shit to see what sticks and bugs him, I guess. And uh, then he just, I love. You know what's even crazier hmm. is spoiler next season. I know. I know, right? I know. I forgot about that, and it <laughs> popped in my head like last week for some reason. I know. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. It's like you. Right. Good. Dude. Isn't that aw- It's very awkward. It is awkward. Yeah. It was- I know. Fucking weirdest quote. It says, I've seen your daddy. Maybe she's staying with you because she's not going without it. And there's only one person that's man mm-hmm. enough to keep that lady happy on Southern Cross. And that sure as hell ain't you. And I ended that with you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> that's the perfect <laughs> what the what Boom, the fuck? perfect way to end it. Mic drop. Oh, and then it's it's a freeze frame. <laughs> Dusty, not Jr. So that means we have to drink twice because it's not Jr., which is weird. So no, yeah, drink twice. And then I have to say something. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we like do our closing thing, yes, uh, this is backtracking, but I didn't want to interrupt earlier. But when the yeah, Pam and Bobby episode being seen at the Looney Tune place, yeah, what fucking court would give a baby to an emotionally unstable woman with suicidal tendencies? Now, right. then, or ever. Pamela inspired a True. lunatic developments in oh, Pamela inspired the lunatic developments in Dynasty later on. Boring old Bob, Looney Tune Pam, and that poor, poor baby. Bring back Kristen. She was more fun. That's good. <laughs> I think this is where it's kind of going downhill for Pam, honestly. Yeah, it is. Because yep. I liked her at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I loved her. She was feisty. She's lost some of her I really liked her at the beginning. That's, that's the thing. Because when I was watching it originally as a kid, I started watching starting season six. Like the mm-hmm. end of season six. And I was always like, Pam, eh, I never really liked Pam that much. So when right. I, in high school, rewatched it from the beginning, I was like, oh, that's I like exactly Pam. what I did. Weird. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, she kind of sucks. All right, never mind. Yeah, it so, was like on, wasn't it like on TNT or something or TNN it was or on TNT? 
CNN, uh, and before that was on the, yeah, it was on or TNT. Or something. And then it was on TNT in the early, 92, and then, like, 93, no, 90, like, 7, like, later mm-hmm. in the 90s, it was on TNN. That's when I watched it again the, for the second time, like in total, because I was a senior, I had graduated and it was the summer and I started a new job and we had like a work room. I could go in there and I watched so it, was it for like three hours. It was 91 because it was right after Dallas ended. They started yes. replaying it. And yep. that's when I, because I was like a sophomore in high school watching it. So crazy. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So I give this like 4.3 bourbons and some goddamn shares of Ewing oil stock for Lucy. <laughs> well, damn it. Okay. Well, I go lower. I gave this a 4.0, and that's pretty low for me. I just didn't like it. I just thought yeah, one of my favorite ones. Yeah. It's just kind of like a blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. 4.15. But that's it. And then yeah. I was going to say the shares for – well, I thought I was going to say Ewing shares, but that was even better what you said. So now I'm going to say um, a loan application for Ray by oh, himself. Right. Nice. 4.75 and a – well choreographed helicopter ride into the cotton bowl. I gave it four point two five and one mighty hobble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Without the cane. Without the cane. Just dragging Without the paint the leg. Yep. My my alternate was um a sexual washout. <laughs> I will give you four point two five and sexual a sexual washout. washout. Oh my god. And a necrophiliac. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight when it was just us girls. Um, We appreciate you tuning in. And although I have cut in a few of Josh's reviews and um, some little clips of him today, he sent me a file that is over 45 minutes. So if you would like to check that out and listen to Josh's full review of this episode, please head over to patreon.com slash ewingbbq. And um, you will see that they're for free. So even if you're not a subscriber, you don't have to. That's just free. And that's just our, our place to put that. So please head on over. And we will check you next time. Until then, bye. Bye, y'all. I need to know what that word was. Was it cliche? Cliche. 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 I know it's, it's supposed to be cliche, oh. but I did not I say it. Like that. <laughs> Machine necrophiliac. That's our answer. It's a new fragrance <laughs> by Dallas. Clitoris necrophiliac. Clitoris necrophiliac. Oh my god. It's toilet. Clitoris necrophiliac. There you go. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna pee myself. I'm gonna take a new bottle and put it on. Shit. Next on Dallas. We now hold your note. Why? So we'd be the ones to foreclose on you. I either need more money or I'm going to take the kid and head back to California. How much do you want? A couple of thousand. I mean for the boy. 25,000. How long can you afford to hold five million barrels? I ask you here to do business. Then you best face realities. Your oil is worth the less every day you sit on it. I'm going to pay off that loan. You're a dead man, J.R. And I'm the head ball bear.